Hello, welcome back to Podities. Every Friday we bring you an ode to the odd. That's Cal. And that's Meg. And we are back after a unintended long vacation from the holidays. Yes. We recorded for my birthday, which was the Friday in December before Christmas. Yeah. And had intended to do a Christmas episode and it didn't happen. And I think we've apologized a couple of times on yeah. social media um the holidays are just so crazy yeah we had we definitely under anticipated how difficult it is to squeeze something like this in Mm -hmm. when you have to make both of our schedules work and in time for me to be able to do the editing to release it Mm -hmm. and there's it wasn't just holidays on our you know in our case we had my birthday Mm -hmm. my husband's birthday christmas new year's and then both of my kids' birthday yesterday so the it's just like so many chaotic. Birthdays. We never stop. It's so many events, cakes and gifts and shopping all the time. And holy wow, like it's great. It's great, but it's also nice when it's done to just. Mm-hmm. So um, we took an extra week off just to kind of relax. Actually, relax after the holidays and um, reorganize a bit and plan out some future episodes so that way we got a head start on it. Some self-care days. Yeah, some self-care days. There was some serious uh, mental health care needed, especially this time of year with how mm. short the days are, how dark yes. it is. Ugh. After the kids get on the bus in the morning, I frequently have to put the light on when I read, mm. which is just, it seems so crazy to me. Yeah. I just <clears throat> want to get rid of daylight savings. Is that a thing yet? They're pushing state? for it. Arizona doesn't have it. There have been lawmakers across the country that I've read that have put in to abolish it and, like, how it doesn't actually benefit us at all. If anything, it's a hindrance because of the time we lose and then makeup and yeah, it just, it's never really made sense to me, to be honest. It sucks. Yeah. And then you added winter. If you live in a place that has... Well, I was going to say all four seasons, but I suppose you could kind of have three-ish and experience snow. So anywhere you got snow and bad wintry weather, you might have some sad, some seasonal affective disorder going on, some lack of vitamin D from being in the sun because it's nowhere to be found lately. Yeah. I mean, we do get all four seasons, like in a week, though. We do. Yeah, actually, it was 66. Was that earlier this week? Was it or was it last last week? It was almost 70 and it stayed in the 50s and then we woke up this morning and there was a whiteout after the kids got on the bus. Oh, and there was another squall. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've never had a squall before. I thought it was a kind of fish or some marine animal or something. Crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, this probably sounds weird that we don't remember what the weather was, but when you live with really dysfunctional, unpredictable weather. Yeah. It all blends together. Squab. That's what it makes me think of. Squab? Did you ever watch Two and a Half Men? Yes. There's an episode where Jake, um, what's the grandma's name? Evelyn? Yeah. She feeds him squab and he thinks it's hilarious, so he keeps saying the word and it annoys the shit out of her. And it's pigeon meat. (laughs) Or something like that. Something gross. Yeah. Squab. No, gross. Pigeons (laughs) are so dirty. But they're not real. Remember? that That's a conspiracy. Birds aren't real, Meg. They're created by the government. They're listening and watching always. What? That's a legit thing. What? Yeah, there are people that think that, like, birds aren't real. None of them. I don't know about none of them, but definitely pigeons. Pigeons? Yeah. Seagulls? Probably. I mean, if you're going to have spy birds... 
I mean, it's a whole lot They're of They're both girls. Gee, let's just throw geese in there. All the nastiest hey, birds. I love geese. No. They're disgusting. They're I filthy. Love geese. They're so gross. Okay, well, we got sidetracked really about did, birds. Yeah, it's um, been a long time since we've recorded, and it's been kind of a long time since we've had a lot of time around other adults. Well, at least on my point, but yeah, I unfortunately have to spend a lot of time with adults at my job. It's different when you're doing it for your job than yeah, it is like on definitely. a just a relaxing level. It's like almost like after weeks of like not spending any time recording or anything. There's almost like this weird like elephant in the room and you kind of have to just break back in and catch up and then everything's fine again. It feels totally normal, which happens after we publish nope, release every episode. Yeah. But um yeah, we wanted to take an extra couple of minutes to um talk about mental health. Um December and January with holidays are a very, very difficult time for a lot of people out there, myself included. I struggled a lot. Um, it, it affected my business, you know, and how well and yeah. how often I was able to work. You had in winter, um, but no, it's a, it's a big deal. Um, in so last year, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and ADHD. Um, is the most recent diagnoses, and so I've been learning to kind of cope with those and learn about them and how they affect my body. And I'm doing it on top of disorders that came from diagnoses the previous year, like anxiety, PTSD, and depression. And so sometimes it's a struggle to get out of bed. Yeah. Sometimes I can't wait to get out of bed and... There'll never be a spring in my step. I'm not a very fast person. Like, if I'm running, (laughs) you should run too. But days that I really want to get up and I look forward to the things that I can do when Mm -hmm. I'm up. And right now I'm just in that in between. I'm fucking exhausted from all of the holiday stuff. All the additional stress. Uh, The boys' birthday actually yesterday has some root... Not cause, that sounds awful, but it has roots in the boys' birth. Yeah. The, you know, so the, the twins were born on a Sunday and I was 33 weeks pregnant. So it was, they were early. It was a cesarean, emergency cesarean section. You know, they were in the hospital for weeks. I was in the hospital for a week. So it's super traumatic. And for anybody who's gone through trauma um or maybe you might even recognize some of these you know um reactions that i have that i'm going to share and you might not have been officially diagnosed but you know your body you know when right things you you know when you're struggling Mm. you know when something really resonates with you um and so i just it's been a struggle to uh get through the day without um you know, anxiety, your heart palpitations, you know, overheating and sweating and getting really anxious, kind of being forgetful, um, talking really fast and then crashing at some point because you realize you still have so many things to do and you're being affected and you can't control it. And then there's that on that struggle right there. That's something that I know a lot of people struggle with just is letting can control go um you know and learning to work through the disorder because we can't you can't stop it as as hard as i try i can't stop an anxiety attack when it starts you know we wouldn't be having this conversation if that you know Mm -hmm. that was the case but you know so i hope that wasn't we hope to do like a it's a fine line to walk between being informative and being open because I think that's absolutely necessary with things like this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if only one person listening says, oh my gosh, I have the, a couple of those too. And in the future I mentioned, oh fuck, you know, today's like a really bad bipolar day. Maybe somebody else will be like, oh, I'm me too, you know? And that's yeah. what I want to hear. I want to have more of that involved in people's day-to-day conversations. We need to check in with each other 
We and need to just be nice to each other. We're yeah. all human, man. We're all fucking and struggling really, in one way or another. You really never know. I haven't been open about my journey with my mental health other than the fact that I have been on a journey. I've slowly kind of like leaked posts to my Facebook because I just, there's something so nerve wracking about like openly publicly there really is and with having so many diagnoses it's it's tough there's a lot of mixed reactions that you get you get the people Mm -hmm. who don't believe you you get the whole gamut you really do and so i get it i've been there but i guess i'm just saying this and saying this in general i'm using hand motions that you can't see just to don't let it keep you from telling your story and from telling who you are and Mm -hmm. check in on people yeah so our mental health has played a part in how few episodes we've had in the last few weeks and i'm gonna admit that it's due to stress Oh, it, it really was. And so our goal for this new year, because I don't really do resolutions. I think if you want to start something new or make an improvement, start any day. Wake for up. yourself. Just, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, take, seize day, the day. The Carpe yeah. diem, you know. Fuck yeah. Um, but this year, I would like to work on being um, more realistic with our goals and our release dates. So that way, yeah. we're not intentionally lying when we say it's going to release and it doesn't. I mean, it's more right. of like a false news kind of thing on mm-hmm. our part. Um, you know, fake news. It, and sometimes we forget to update. This is going to be a really long episode, but <laughs> it's kind of making up for the lack of the last few weeks and setting some groundwork, I hope, to kind of help people know that, well, yeah, we're people here on the other side, too. But, and the good news is we're back. Yeah, we're back. And guys, we're talking about syphilis today. Mm. It couldn't be any better than Just a little bit. No, shh. You're ruining it. We're (laughs) saving the syphilis, other than just the mention, for Valentine's Day. Because I'm... Okay. But we we do mention syphilis. But yes, most of the syphilis stuff will be on Valentine's Day. Yes, it will. Because Valentine's Day is dumb. Fucking appropriate. Yeah. And I think we should just celebrate Galentine's Day in general. Waffles. I think that we should have just like a day i was trying to think of another day that um we could come up with that was like a misfits kind of thing like uh, like in high school i always was on the fringes i never really like Mm-hmm. fit into one group so like the misfits of society like you know the friends that you have who don't necessarily get invited to parties or who are shy mm-hmm. or who are gotcha. very introverted or can't leave you know they aren't comfortable with it having some kind of holiday where you do something for them like our own breakfast club but more specific yeah, like <laughs> breakfast club room service, random act of kindness kind of things. I Perfect, guess, you know. But syphilis, syphilis. Yeah, well, no <laughs> Valentine's Day. It's gonna be great. I promise. It's pretty in line with how I learned sex ed when I was growing up. So I'll save that story. It's worth so telling. Good. So good. I'm gonna laugh a lot. All right, well, do we want to get into it? Are we going to get into it, or are we going to skip all the other stuff that had that wasn't our mental health? Well, I don't know. How long have we been? Are you in for, is everybody in for the long haul? They can always pause it, right? Sure. I don't know. Well, because I feel like I caught up on the good place, and now it's ending, and I feel like I need a therapist and a support group. To, like, celebrate it and then mourn it because I just discovered it and it's ending, like, within the same few weeks. Mm. Yeah, it's that's a very timing. It was a very, it's a very conflicting feeling. Yeah. Because I love all of them. But it's better than them dragging it on and it... Yes. Turning yeah. into... Like they did with iZombie. They planned the end. Oh, yeah. 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 Which is, you still have to watch. Mm-hmm. And I caught up on Good Omens... He mm-hmm. was as good as everybody thought it was going to be. David, David Tennant. Tennant. David I mean, Tennant is just... He can do no wrong. He's created this new standard of villain. 
Like yeah. we have, we've had slashers, we've had psychological thrillers, we've had serial killers, but now we get. Oop, that'd be my laptop. Shh, I'm getting a little excited with the hand gestures. You can't see. Um, <laughs> he's just created this. He's raised the bar for villains. He's, he was spooky in Jessica Jones. He's he's, good. he's eerie. He's so intense and into it and he seems so much his character. Mm-hmm. I don't see David Tennant looking at me like reciting the role of a character. I see you know mm-hmm. more of what he's portraying. Well in Good Omens it also helps that he has like really creepy fucking eyes so it makes the performance mm-hmm. that much better. Mm-hmm. Also the first half of the season almost all of the soundtrack was Queen which was amazing. Oh. So A plus on the soundtrack too. Nice. Oh I guess the only other thing that I have written down for opening was that uh, the reminder for the first book club that we're doing. Oh yes. We're doing book club every other month this year the last Friday mm-hmm. of the month. So January, we are reading the 10 Days in a Madhouse by Nellie Bly. Yeah. And that will be the episode on 131. So if you're interested in reading along with us, you can find a copy on Amazon for like five bucks. Go to the library, rent it for free. Yes. Support your local library. Yeah. Yep. It. It's short. So, it. and if not, if you don't want to read it or haven't finished it, we'll get excuse me we'll give a summary and uh yeah a review of it too so i'm looking forward to it me too <clears throat> all right so last episode which seems like forever ago uh it aired on my birthday so we got to talk about the what was it the columbian world's exposition mm-hmm. the shock Ch- chicago you're <laughs> out of there um shawshank <laughs> <laughs> redemption <laughs> <laughs> no shushing redemption it's like um wasp nostrils try saying that 10 times fast and so i just loved how many topics that we were able to cram into the episode there were so many really unique and intriguing new inventions and yeah. i really loved um how we kind of just alluded to like hh holmes because he really played a large part in my interest with the fair mm-hmm. but you can expect more on him at a later date so yes, i like kind of teasing the facts and um yeah so we have postponed that i think in one other episode we mentioned that we were going to be doing yeah american horror story one and we are but we want to put the proper time into it because it's a it's a big deal when you've been a murderino for life, so we're going to push it off to later this year. Yeah. When we can, you mm-hmm. know, have the time to put in the research. So, Cal, what are we going to be talking about today? This week, we're taking a step back in time, a hundred years, to visit the Roaring Twenties. Woo! <laughs> that was weird. Woo! <laughs> There's a ghost in there. <laughs> Let's split up, gang. Uh, what a decade it was. Zoinks. World War One had come to an end the same year that a flu pandemic terrorized the world. I said that was such a, like... You did. It was very... <laughs> a flu pandemic. What followed in the new year was a movement that would take the country by storm. I can't stop. The flu took the country by storm, too. Yep. Oh, Massive social, economic, and political changes were underway, leading to a mass culture of a new type of young American. They were opinionated with no risque fashion, racing souped-up cars for fun, and mingling with people of the opposite sex, and sometimes race. Mm -hmm. Finally. Yeah, so there is so much information, and I get so excited about the 1920s. It is... It has its faults, and we'll talk about those, too, but it there are so many wonderful things about the 1920s that I love, like mm-hmm. flapper, flap lappers. I gotta slow down, apparently. I think my Ritalin wore off. Flappers, speakeasies, prohibition, organized crime, 
bathtub gin. There's this uh, hatchet lady that used to go around smashing up saloons with a hatchet. And she got arrested <laughs> a bunch of times. So she's mentioned all throughout Prohibition. You've got a lot of really colorful characters that come out to play. Um, you know, and with the birth of organized crime, of course, you have Capone, which mm-hmm. is where the syphilis will come in on Valentine's syphilis. Day. It's a perfect perfect episode i'm so excited so here's how we're gonna make it work with how much information we want to share with the roaring 20s decade is that we're gonna set the scene today this is gonna be our first episode consider kind of an introductory to get you up to date and then crash course yeah crash course and we're gonna give you just an example of why this decade is so exciting Mm -hmm. and plan on having one other episode about the 1920s about every other month so probably six in total yeah um and we'll let you know when they're airing we'll mark them you know like Mm -hmm. one out of six so that way you get a little bit every other month Mm -hmm. it's i promise it's worth uh keeping track of so that'll be fun yeah i'm really excited let's start at 1920 the 18th amendment goes into effect prohibiting the manufacture, sale, and transportation of alcohol. It did not, however, make the consumption of alcohol illegal. Mm -hmm. Then the 19th Amendment was also passed, granting women the ability to vote. Yes. Those early feminists didn't stop there, though. They used new laws and ideas of suffrage and continued their fight. We can actually thank prohibition for the women's suffrage movement because these wives that were rallying against alcohol who wanted to get rid of um who were for prohibition they they couldn't vote against it they were told they were basically told great you have like all these people that are so dedicated you know that are committed they're out picketing they're you know using their rights to protest and everything but it was worth nothing until they got the right to vote. So they kind of tackled both topics at the same time. So you see this massive change when you have these two modifications to the Constitution happen Mm -hmm. right at the same time. So in 1921, Franklin Roosevelt contracts polio at age 39, which I think most people are familiar with. He yeah. he was left permanently paralyzed from the waist down, and he had a wheelchair that he had to use, but he refused to have his picture taken in it in yeah. public. So um, it's pretty rare to see, or you might see like just like a corner shot, like mm-hmm. if he's in a group of people. And I believe he had one of those early devices for standing upright, but I don't think that they were very comfortable like, yeah, at, I can't at imagine all. They were. Um, but now, so actually, so sorry, then it was his connection to polio that led him to create a foundation that would lead the path to finding a polio vaccine, which is remarkable. Yay for modern scientific advancements. But this is also super interesting. Something I didn't know is that it's questionable if FDR actually had polio because many of his symptoms are also indicative of Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is an autoimmune neuropathy. It's a nerve disorder caused by bacteria. And what it does is it mimics polio and it causes muscle weakness and paralysis. Hmm. So, I mean, this was... It seems like a long time ago, but you consider how many years have passed and how far medicine has advanced in such a short time frame. I can see how they could get two very similar invisible diseases confused. So I find that super interesting. Also, of the same year, Ellis Island, which was our, like, main immigration center, became a quarantine station due to a typhus epidemic. Now, while the disease cannot be spread from human to human, the unhygienic and overcrowded environments 
they provided the perfect opportunity for outbreaks because of the vermin that carry the bacteria. In this time frame in general, we really saw people moving from the rural into the urban. Mm -hmm. And so now they're going from self-producing all of their food on the farm and not being near anybody to walking distance to the, you know, the grocer's market. Mm -hmm. And they're living in very small, very cramped, dingy filthy apartments mm. um unfortunately and so what it, what um typhus is because it's actually often confused with typhoid like typhoid mary right. yeah. um but with typhus it's a bacterial infection and it causes fever a headache and rash and it can actually be spread by like all the same baddies that we see fleas mites lice ticks um and they pass it on when they bite you so that's where like living in the tenements and the cramped apartments come into play um and it's so the juxtaposition of like of an outbreak like typhus happening the same year that alfred einstein wins the nobel prize in physics (laughs) for his service to theoretical physics when he discovered the law of photoelectric effect, which I don't understand at all, but, um, I mean, he won the fucking Nobel Peace Prize for it, so, um, what it actually did was, it was the emission or ejection of electrons from a surface when light hit the material, so it was a huge discovery at the time. I don't... Science, so... Yeah, I'm more into the... That Never really was problem. great at, at science. Oh, I'm terrible at it. Yeah. Yeah. Am I still going? Mm-hmm. Me still? All right. So then my last... Oh, I love this one. So, 1921. <laughs> it's my last one to say for this year. And it is that Boeing secures the contract with the U.S. Army. And they abandon the furniture and speedboats they were making when times were tough. <laughs> and instead of focusing um, the, on that, they looked at making planes for the military. And so Bill Boeing, founder, looked to the future when everyday people could utilize them for travel and business. So somehow they switched from building couches to having this very long speedboats. turn. Yeah, speedboats. Speedboats speed, speed are actually important to the rum running we'll talk about later. <laughs> but Boeing planes are, are really, yeah, they're standard. Mm-hmm. I mean, so for them to have such like a long-sighted, optimistic mm-hmm. view is... They gave up couches to make it. How do you go from couches to being confident about making planes? Please I have no idea. Le- find out and let me know. All right, 1922, the BBC is formed, the British Broadcasting Company. Which, which is responsible for so many Comic-Con favorites. Mm-hmm. Doctor Who. Both of them. Yep. Luther. Luther, Broadchurch. Yep. Um, does BBC do um, the Great British Bake Off, too? Oh, that's a good question. And the... Our favorite with Tatiana. Orphan Black was a BBC. Sherlock is BBC. Yep. And there's an... Oh, there's another big one we're forgetting. And I feel like I'm gonna... I'm blinking. Is, um... Downton Abbey isn't BBC? Is that... No, that's PBS. PBS, okay. So it's, you know, I feel like they all have three letters in them, (laughs) so sometimes it's kind of hard to keep them straight. But no, keep going. I'll think about it and I'll pop in later when I remember. It'll just randomly pop up. Yep, it will. All right. So, okay, wait. How do you say... Nosferatu? Okay, yeah. I thought you said it weird earlier and I was like, wait a second. But anyways. Nosferata. Yes. Nose... (laughs) Nose It sounds like the Nose Frida thing. No. (laughs) Anyways... (laughs) So, the movie is released, and the creators are subsequently sued by Bram Stoker's widow for copyright infringement. Shocker. They didn't purchase the rights to Dracula, so the court ruled that all copies of the movie were to be destroyed. Oh my gosh! Which is just so ridiculous. This is the only movie that the company ever produced, and they filed bankruptcy to avoid copyright charges and fines. 
German versions of the movie were destroyed, but a few copies found their way to America, where they were shelved until the movie premiered years later. Oh my gosh. It's like the horror movie version of the E.T. game, where they like were like, this is horrible, and then they just like oh, dumped yeah. all of them in a pit in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. The same year, Gandhi is arrested and charged with sedition, which is acts against the government. And he was sentenced to six years for his part in protesting in India against the British colonial government. In 1923, we have one of the most exciting things, in my opinion, is that King Tut's tomb in Thebes is opened by Howard Carter and his archaeological dig team. Only one year prior, a set of secret hidden stairs were discovered by accident. Not even by him. It was by like an errand boy who tripped on it. Which makes it so So much much better. better. It really does. So what they led to on unearthed a door marked to common so the final door of the chamber once they got inside led to king tut's final resting place and he was nestled inside a trio of sarcophagi the last of which was solid gold that's crazy solid gold i wonder what that's worth (laughs) oh my god i mean priceless in terms of oh yeah archaeological history history, artifacts but like that's a whole new meaning to Mm -hmm. worth your weight in gold other treasures that were found included jewelry statues food and wine weapons clothing decor treasures anything the egyptians thought the boy pharaoh would need on his journey to a- to the afterlife they included it and the treasures of tutankhamun traveled the globe before settling home in the egyptian movie movie into the egyptian museum in cairo which makes me super fucking happy because that's where the history happened and that's where its home should be this same year 1923 the first home game is played at the new and original yankee stadium the yankees versus the boston red sox you can tell how excited i am but woo go team throw the ball score the point over 72,000 people attended the game and the home team won four to one just in case you were curious And in 2008, after the stadium had been completely redone, a special event offered tickets for their original prices. 25 cents for bleacher seats and $1.10 for grandstand seats. Isn't that crazy? There were other prices, too, that, like, reached into the thousands. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. Now, we're still in the same year, and we're looking at Warner Brothers Entertainment is established. The founders, Harry, Sam, Albert, and Jack Warner, began their business before this, taking their moving picture pop-up on the road. They went from a traveling business to purchasing movie theaters and distributing movies before settling down to produce their own films and set up headquarters in California, because where the fuck else are they going to go? Right, yeah. But also, side note, the Warner Brothers store at the mall in the 90s mm-hmm. was one of the best like shopping store experiences <laughs> of my life and i wish they would bring it back that'd be really cool do you remember playing i don't it? remember that one but i remember the disney store oh yeah the disney store i definitely remember but yeah it was um War- warner brothers did and it had um uh, Marvin the Martian spaceship that you could like climb into and press all the buttons oh and everything. It was really, it was interactive. It was really cool. I can't be the only one. Someone <laughs> out there, please comment that you have. Somebody else has to remember this. Same year, first issue of Time magazine is released, featuring Joseph Cannon, some random dude, a retired speaker of the House of Representatives, and it cost fifteen cents. However, it wouldn't be until 1927 that they added the iconic red border, and since then, that color has only ever changed five times. Fun fact, one of them was for Obama. Yes. And can I just say, I miss him so much. Yeah. So much. Come back, If you get sad, just listen to the uh, clip of him singing that... um, Why can't I remember his name? That uh, oh, he's really popular. The <laughs> guy singer. He's a ginger. Ed Sheeran. Yes. 
that I, did you, have you listened to that? Somebody, I don't think so. Somebody picked out pieces of different Obama, like, interviews no. and speeches, <laughs> and they clipped it together, and Obama oh sing, sings the song. That's that's just what you have to do whenever you get sad. It's oh my hysterical. Uh. So, yeah, Times Magazine, for what it's worth, really did not look the same without that red border. Yeah, it was It was all brown and kind of florally it was weird i like it the way that it is now mm-hmm. so same year again we also have insulin being approved for use in treating diabetes in humans which is fucking Yay. huge insulin allows so many people to be able to live a normal life mm-hmm and I will rant another time about how fucking expensive it is. Yeah. But at this point, the scientists that are involved in the research and development won the Nobel Prize in medicine, and they split the money. So that's how freaking important it was. Mm-hmm. Last in 1923, women's one-piece bathing suits come into fashion, due partly to the cultural change that World War One brought to women. They dished ditched corsets and layered skirts for more form-fitting, easier-to-work and move-in clothing. Yeah. They often described the ideal figure as boyish. So, like, boxy shirts that didn't, like, um, enhance a bosom Mm. of any, so you're kind of boxy. So that's why you get some... If you Google vintage bathing suits, they're kind of funny. (laughs) They look a little awkward. And now we're moving on to 1924, and... J. Edgar Hoover is appointed as head of the Bureau of Investigation. Lawyer and former librarian, he had worked in the Department of Justice for 13 years before his work with the Red Scare put him on the map. What this was essentially, and I had to look it up, I admit it, was the widespread widespread fear and the idea that communism was a threat to society and state. There's more to than this event than is relevant here, but suffice it to say that there were likely doubts about Hoover and his promotion. Not only would Hoover go on to restructure the FBI into a well-oiled crime-fighting machine, but he equipped it to the best of his capabilities, all of which would prove useful for the upcoming rising mob wars. Also in 1924, Ellis Island closed as an immigration center. It originally opened in 1892, and it was the first federal immigration center, and in the three decades that it operated, it processed around 12 million immigrants. With so many people passing through, it's no wonder that 40% of Americans can trace some heritage back to Ellis Island. We really are a melting pot. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, is it racism if if it's my own race? Like, us white people are, we're... Mm -hmm. We can all trace it back. We're all immigrants here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, if we move on and kind of drop that topic before we get going again. 1925, we are in a nation full of vehicles and automobile traveling for, like, the first time. It's really become commonplace. And so, with all these travelers, the first motel opens. The name, a shortened version of what the establishment really is, is a motor hotel Unlike the campgrounds and cabins in the area, each room in the Milestone Motel Inn had a private shower, and the cost for staying a night was $1.25. Same year, Great Gatsby is published by F. Scott Fitzgerald and has become a classic book that, for many, captures the life of the Roaring Twenties. Also an artist in her own right, Zelda was referred to as the OG flapper, Born with a personality that naturally mirrored the free spirit of the movement. Yeah, a lot of people look to her as the icon. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of like people look to Marilyn Monroe as the icon. Um, I watched the Z, Beginning of Everything, uh, series that's on Amazon Prime with Christina Ricci. If you like F. Scott Fitzgerald's work, if you like The Great Gatsby, um, Flapper stuff, it was really well done. I don't think it's going to get a second season. I think it's been a while. Mm. But I was just interested to see a classic from a different perspective. So Right. So, and then the last thing that we have to talk about in 1925 is that the Chrysler Corporation is formed from a failing motor corporation, and then later in the year, they also purchased a motor 
<laughs> motor butter <laughs> motor body company starting the beginning of a long automobile legacy my first car was a chrysler a boat it was a boat and it had it was a sebring and mm. it had the same engine that my current mom mobile <laughs> town and country minivan has <laughs> oh man Moving on to 1926, Eric Wise, a.k.a. Harry Handcuff Houdini himself, who was known for his daring magic and dangerous escape acts, dies at the age of 52. It's believed that Houdini was suffering from appendicitis for weeks before his death. He doubted the idea that he could absorb, or sorry, he touted the idea that he could absorb any blow to his abdomen, but the three punches that a student got in with his permission didn't help the situation at all. Yeah, no, he didn't have time to prepare. Like, the guy just, like, got him before, like, they were ready. Oh, my gosh. And then, despite his 104-degree temperature, he performed what would be his last stunt in Detroit before being hospitalized. Surgeons discovered the appendix had ruptured, and one week later, Houdini died of peritonitis, which is inflammation of the membrane that lines the abdomen wall and internal organs, and it's caused by bacterial infections. And then there's only one that we have to share for 1927, and that's that Charles Lindbergh flies the Spirit, which is his plane, on a solo transatlantic flight, earning him notoriety in a place in the history books for yet again another record. Mm -hmm. 1928, Amelia Earhart becomes the first woman to fly across the Atlantic Ocean as a passenger accompanying two pilots. Regardless, she achieved international notoriety. Only four years later, she would take that journey a second time, this time by herself, making her the first female pilot to take a solo, nonstop flight from California to Ireland. Badass lady. Mm-hmm. I'm still intrigued by her disappearance. Mm-hmm. Later, in 1928, we have the iron lung being created, and the first person to undergo treatment was a patient at Boston's Children's Hospital. The contraption, if you've never seen or heard of an iron lung before, is a really large cylinder that houses all of the body minus the head, and it's used as an artificial respirator by regulating the air pressure inside the chamber so it puffs up and out and it forces your chest to breathe for you so cool because you can't breathe for yourself so the process was pivotal for people who were diagnosed with poliomyelitis which is a version of polio where the diaphragm can become paralyzed and people can't breathe for themselves Mm. there's actually an article that was just published recently by one of the better uh, magazine companies mm. and they were talking about how the last people the last generation of the iron lungers are dwindling oh yeah because it wasn't as common it wasn't right. nearly as common as just having like quote-unquote normal polio mm-hmm. so same year alexander fleming discovers penicillin ushering in the age of antibiotics Prior to this discovery, there were no proper treatments for diseases and diagnoses like syphilis. Syphilis! Valentine's Day, get ready. Uh, Streptococcus and diphtheria, just to name a few. We still get vaccinated against diphtheria. It's in your Tdap vaccine. Mm. And if you haven't had one in a while, you can go to your doctor and you can ask to have titers drawn. And it will show your immune system's response to the different vaccines to see if you need boosters that's dope isn't that cool i've been leading a lot about the future of vaccines (laughs) and in this same year our last one that we have to share is that mickey mouse made his debut in the disney short steamboat willie which also happened to be the first cartoon with coordinating music to this day the mouse is so famous that it remains one of the most widely recognized icons of all time across the world Mm mm-hmm 1929, Mafia Gang Wars peak with the Valentine's Day Massacre. Although he was out of state at the time, the gruesome murder of members of a rival mob was naturally attributed to Al Capone. At this time, more than 50% of police were corrupt, so a shakedown or collection of protection fees wasn't abnormal. However, when you add in three extra people and two machine guns, 
you end up with what is still remembered as one of the most iconic murders of our time. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll cover it. And if there are any Bones fans out there, there's, like, the episode where on Valentine's Day she takes him to the gun range to shoot off Tommy guns like they were, like the kind that were used in the Valentine's Day massacre. Hmm. I was... I always really liked that episode. But anyway, so less exciting was the character Popeye making his debut in the newspaper comic strip Thimble Theater, which would later change its name to recognize the success of the strong underdog with a love of canned spinach. The franchise would make its way to the big screen and into the home with multiple cartoon series. And spinach sales actually did like triple or something crazy like that after Popeye canned spinach you could never get that to work today you never oh my gosh never no and so that's the last because after mm, after 1929 we get into the stock market crash and the great depression uh, and it's uh we already have enough uh depression coming from political and economical Mm -hmm. and social setting so we're gonna just skip past that and go back to the roaring 20s and we're gonna give you 20 really great things to get pumped about the roaring 20s number one advances in technology science and indoor lighting led to the creation sale and widespread use of many electric based electric based home care appliances like dishwashers refrigerators and irons yeah can you imagine thank you technology (laughs) next mass production of the car begins by henry ford who is also known for his assembly line and 40 hour work week thank you henry i work in the dealership so oh yeah right he said that all right three mahjong a Chinese tile game that was popular in the 20s, along with crossword puzzles, Ouija, and board games. I love all of those things. Yeah, I like that, too. I'm assuming cards probably were, too. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, in the 20s, if you're talking about, like, illegally gambling, so poker was probably super popular, Mm -hmm. but... And then next, we have that the radio is invented and commercial radio stations start being created. The popularity of sports at the time was only enhanced by radio coverage and commentary of games. Programs like these, or dancing contests, were sponsored by big businesses and advertised for on the radio. Mm -hmm. Another automatic vending machines began to appear to dispense soft drinks. I know, I think that's yes. something that we kind of all, like, before there were vending machines and you went to a restaurant, it's like getting a, a mixed drink. You have to go and they use the gun. Yeah. And they press the buttons that coordinate mm-hmm. to the different flavors. And, oh, man, that probably also usher in, like, what was the prototype for what they use for, like, slushies and stuff, too. Mm, true. Yum. And then next... We saw the invention of the hair dryer, adhesive bandages, drive-in restaurants, the lie detector, and the Raggedy Ann and Andy dolls, which are, isn't Raggedy Ann the Annabelle doll? Isn't that what the doll is? Is a Raggedy Ann doll? Is it? I always, I I always get the doll in the movie and the doll in real life confused. I don't remember. I'll write it down and check, and we'll do an update. Okay. Uh, seven. 1921 saw the first vacuum tube hearing aids offered. Once the technology had been adapted to go from the size of a filing cabinet to a personal small box container. Which is, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Eight. In 1923, the first centrifuge is created. The machine holds samples spinning at a very high speed to separate the smallest of particles like viruses. So cool. And chances are, if you've ever watched any crime procedural drama. You've seen the spinning CSI, thing. CSI, NCIS, yeah. You've it's seen one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, CSI. Why do I keep losing my place? Oh, nine. 1924, Bird's Eye introduces frozen food with the production and sale of their frozen food. And this is also the year the television is invented. That that one was supposed to be frozen vegetables. That was like the first one that they marketed and really succeeded with. 
1925, scotch tape was invented. 1926 saw the invention of aerosol sprays, liquid fuel rocket, and Winnie the Pooh. 1927 introduced talking pictures, which were popular immediately, heralding the end of the silent film era, and it also saw the creation of the electric razor. 1928 is the year of the yo-yo and bubblegum. 1929 wraps up our decade of inventions with the creation of 7-Up, Chainsaws, and Sunglasses. That's like that thing, like three things you buy at Walmart to make your cashier uncomfortable. I was just gonna say that. (laughs) It's like, uh... That's gonna be my answer from now on. That would make an excellent car card. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, 15. Courtship was replaced with dating. No longer was marriage often controlled by parents, but there was a strict expectation of how young adults were supposed to unite to create a family. With dating. Like, that's yeah. how... Sorry, that's how yeah, it was no, supposed I read to that go. Word. Yeah. Um, yeah, the courtship was like... They loved it. I mean, it's like today. Like, could you imagine having lived with, like, previous generations of where it's not quite arranged marriage, but your parents are like, oh, no, you're not going to, like, marry somebody who's makes less than you or something. Right. And all these couples are finally like, we can just even see if we even like each other, you right. know, kind of thing. Um, 16. While mixed drinks were not invented during the 20s, the bathtub gin and other alcohols of the time created a need for bartenders to mask the flavor of liquor. So I really do attribute it to creating a cocktail craze. Like it probably the modern. led to a lot of different first-time flavor oh, combinations. Oh, so many, stuff. so yeah. many of them. I think it led. It was like the beginning of the craft cocktail. Mm-hmm. 17, the souped-up cars used to run illegal liquor also made great vehicles for stock car racing, a pastime quickly taken up during the 20s and has connections to the creation of NASCAR. Yeah. Boo. The first person ever to actually win the first NASCAR race was, at the time, one of the most notorious, most successful bootleggers. Hmm. And I found out that they did it with boats, too. They'd soup up the boats and have boat races. Wow. 18. Speakeasies, back rooms, and houses that served illegal booze and offered dancing saw the birth of a new generation of dances. The Charlton and Foxtrot are two of the most easily recognized, but are only a couple of many dance routines that were created. And if you're curious, YouTube, because they're they're some of them are really fun to watch. The music is so mm-hmm. poppy. There's a lot of them in the Z show um the zelda fitzgerald show and it was really pretty all the flapper dresses with all the sequins and the beads sway Mm -hmm. and it's pretty uh 19 a coin operated electronic record machine debuts allowing people to drop in a coin and request one of the available slash pre-selected songs or records this early model would go on to become what we call a jukebox and last 20, we have marathon dancing and pole sitting, which were two popular fads in the 20s. Marathon dancing could last hours. This isn't just like a school dance. Mm. Uh, Participants would have to dance for 45 minutes with a 15 minute break and then go back to dancing for another 45 minutes and repeat. The longest marathon that was recorded lasted 36 hours. I can't even imagine. I walked. My, your feet. Oh my god, I know. Oh. And pole sitting, which is exactly what it sounds like, was started by a stuntman and for whatever reason took off in popularity. And whoever was the last one left on the pole won, but it did lead to other contests of like how long people could stay up there. Mm. And this one guy named Shipwreck Kelly um broke his own record by sitting on the flagpole for 49 days i wonder if anybody tried to ace ventura him and like spit spitballs at his face to throw him (laughs) off i did think about that like all those you know the the pole sitting people just sitting there and somebody hawking paper loogies at them or something like that Mm. so 
That's just a, it's a good, that's a good little countdown. Yeah, definitely. And uh, kind of encompasses some of the best things Mm -hmm. that there are, because we will cover the worst things too, trust me. We don't want (laughs) to. Yeah, we're not going to shy away. Actually, it was last year for Valentine's Day that my partner got me the giant microbes, and he got the Tainted Love set, and it has syphilis, gonorrhea, um... I can't even remember, which is probably a good thing. I don't want to be able to name all those STDs off the top of my head right now. (laughs) Hmm. Well, on another note of STDs, thank you for tuning in. What? 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 I don't know. We got to talking about STDs again. We started and ended with syphilis. Did syphilis? Yeah, it's gonna be the. It's the beginning and the end. You're you're gonna be (laughs) sick of hearing us say syphilis, but it's just. I don't know why. It's going to be exciting to talk about. (laughs) You're going to learn a lot, actually. And I think that um, STDs and STIs are something that need to be talked about. Oh, absolutely. Openly. And, I mean, especially you can get treatment for this, you know? Yeah. Wasn't the case for Al Capone. True. So, well, that was all we have written for this episode. And we talked in the beginning. I kind of get a little anxious when I talk about mental health stuff so I will have to actually pause this and like go back and re-listen to see how much I said of what I originally intended to okay but I think it was good there it is so there it is so you may in the future hear um a more honest answer from us if we miss an episode and it might be that it's a migraine day because those yeah fucking suck it might be that it's a really bad depression day um you know or that we're delayed that's what our goal is you know instead of skipping is to delay if we have to so yeah we hope that you'll stick by with us and check in with us and Mm -hmm. join us for a book club in two weeks yes i'm excited for that it's gonna be good yeah i'm excited too it's Mm -hmm. rich it's a really important thing that she did yes definitely and, uh, yeah, if you want more potties in your life, join us back here next Friday to learn some new odd stuff. Won't be Roaring Twenties. Nope. And in the meantime, you can find us on social media. We're on Instagram. At an ode to the odd. And Twitter. At potties underscore. And Facebook. At potties. And we have a Patreon group that we would love you to join. It's small. Mm-hmm. It's our little village. It's growing. Um, for as little as a dollar a month, which is 25 cents an episode, mm-hmm. even less when you get a bonus Friday the 13th. Um, and you get, we'll let you know when the new episodes are up. You'll get special discount codes for when we have merch available. Mm-hmm. And we have little bloopers and extra videos that we record to post there. Um, just random things we've learned, feel like talking about. Sometimes it's a getting to know you kind of thing so we try and make it fun mm-hmm. if you enjoyed this episode maybe consider referring the show to a friend or rating it on itunes for us both help immensely mm-hmm. and if you have a, sh- a story to share a topic to request or anything like that feel free to shoot us an email at podities at an ode to the and the podcast is written researched produced and all that other stuff all the stuff by me, Meg McKibben, and Kale. Am I supposed to introduce you? Sorry, Kale uh-huh. Ayers. Sure, yeah. And until next time, seek out the strange and learn something new. I totally forgot again, Kale. Oh no. This is the part where we do the episode thing, but I it's been so long I forgot to remind myself. Was that you writing down a note to remind yourself, or was that you writing down an idea? I'm doing an answer for the episode title. It's really dumb. I don't even have one right now. Yeah, I couldn't think of much. Excuse me. Um, Oh my goodness. Okay, this is a consistent, long...
would you what's yours because i don't have one i guess you win by default so what are we gonna call what are we gonna end up naming the actual episode no about syphilis S is for syphilis, a tale of the roaring 20s. Sure. <laughs> that's what they'll all be. So that's what you can... It's bless true. you. So oh, part part one good. is S is for syphilis. Part two will be a different one. Yeah. But, uh... Okay. All right. We will see you next Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry.